0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Confused with Julian and Mona. And um, this week we're talking about trust, ladies and gentlemen. Um, trust in each other. Trust in the workplace. Trust that needs to be there between the boss and their staff, for God's sake. It's it's a fairly simple uh, idea, isn't it, Mona, that you actually trust your staff. Um, Especially trust your staff when do. you find plan-
1: when you can't see them across from where you're sitting.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's, it's it's something, well, talking personally, I've never had a particular problem with it because I believe in empowerment. And I think this mm. has been something that um, the onus is on the manager to be very clear with the task that they want um, and to set a clear deadline mm. and to be there to help your staff member. It's not mm. rocket science, but it's something that, a lot of people seem to struggle with because the old command and control method of managing people uh mm. Which is is even no
1: well yeah but it's it's quite common to see that in so many uh roles and positions now as well because even though that is it it, it is meant to be phased out but now with this sudden abrupt introduction of remote working, uh, it's completely gone. You've got to empower your staff and give them the roles and responsibilities and, and hopefully accept them to do the best because based on the training and based on the team culture and based on what they have learned, by the time they've been in that role you expect they will do a better job and if they don't then there is those difficult conversations that that have to be had but it starts with the senior management isn't it maybe it looks like retraining that's required to not all but some of the senior management out there who will need to kind of relearn how to empower your staff
0: I, I, I well, yes, but I'm not sure they ever knew how to empower their staff in the first place. and I think mm, one mm. of the one of the big things that is overlooked in this is is it's actually, I think uh, a lot of it is driven by fear. and it's fear of failure that you people are some managers are scared to empower their staff because if there is a failure, um, it's they perceive it's, well, it's my neck on the line, therefore uh, it's my problem, therefore, you know, if they fail, um, I'm going to be seen in a bad light, so I can't let this happen. So they tend to micromanage because they're frightened of something going wrong. Whereas if you actually, in my personal opinion, empower your staff and you are clear enough to set deadlines that allows potentially mistakes to happen that you can recover from. And if you're working with your staff where you're supporting them, then there isn't such a need to be frightened because if you've got good communication with your staff, they should be able to say, oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you tracking towards this? there's a tendency you see of command and control people to go oh you're an idiot i'll i'll do this you just do that and they take a task away from someone before they've had a chance maybe to complete it or clarify what mm-hmm. they want because <laughs>
1: Yeah, and looks like you've rewritten the jobs and the position skills that and the personality traits that are required for these team mm. leaders now. And uh, it'll be quite interesting. What what I want to find out is what does that new uh, position description for a team leader or a project manager or or someone who's market who's managing a marketing team looks like? Because at the end of the day, the things that you said open to experiments, working with your staff, good communication, open to make mistakes, learn from your failures. All those things are kind of the new age, 21st century critical skills that people are now talking about that have now become essential, not just desirable.
0: Oh, and some of the interesting things that have been happening is people who have now been forced into the position of changing their management style
1: Mm.
0: now realize how wrong they were Mm. and how to do it better. Because a, a friend of mine was saying her manager, who was a you've got to come in every day, I'm not having anyone working for my own, blah, 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 has done a complete 360
1: mm-hmm.
0: and has told their superior manager, the team aren't coming in again because he's worked out the what he was doing was actually counterproductive, and now he's got a better motivated team under him who are working uh, harder, producing better results, are happier, um, he's having to worry less because he was forced to get off their back, basically, and not patrol around the office, leaning over people's desks. Um,
1: mm.
0: you know, so it's more it's, of
1: an. It sounds like a more of an outcome-based approach rather than a time-based.
0: Oh, absolutely! But mm. this is where some people therefore need to resist the temptation to go into teams and monitor what their people are doing because that's a hiding to nothing. And it starts that little worm ticking in the back of your head. Why aren't they at their desk? What are they doing? Mm. That's a, that's a difficult worm mind worm to deal with. And it's a, it's a bit like, you know, I remember I worked for somebody who used to read everybody's emails. Oh my God. I used to think, why the hell are you doing that? Because you're on a hiding to nothing and you'll see an email from somebody that will say something and you'll think they're referring to you. Mm. And, You know, uh, you know, oh, Julian's given me this job. Oh, what an idiot he is. Blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, there are times when your staff are entitled to blow off steam because you've been handed something and you've got to hand it on to a team member to do. Best thing to do is not don't upset yourself by getting involved. Let them sound off it's not personal it's just because they've been given a task you know or they've been given something or or senior management have landed a potato in your lap and you've got to deal with it well <laughs> people are human they're gonna they're gonna have an opinion they're allowed to have an opinion and you know i'd rather i think it's important that you allow staff to be human and are human with staff um I, but it, it, and i think this is where the changes come that I know we'll be talking about in, in a future program, but the, the difference between um, the nature of management and the move towards a more, um, in a commas, female oriented uh, or female style culture within an office where there's more mm. communication, where it's more about collaboration, team working, which I think is, is whereas um, in the past it was very linear and, you know almost a production line and office which i think was more or less how offices were set up you know paper printing it was it was sort of uh tasks come in they go out and paper shuffling backwards and forwards and all this sort of stuff mm. that, yeah all of that is redundant but as somebody said we were in a situation where we had uh an office that was designed an office environment mm-hmm. that was designed for the 1950s being continued on into yep. uh the 21st century and it's kind of similar to the situation in industry where robots have revolutionized uh industry now and you look at the same thing happening within the office that the technology now is there that enables um, people to work perfectly well together like you and i do Separated yeah. by, by and this, an, hours, an
1: hour's journey. And this also um, impacts, in terms of the teams, this also impacts all these other, uh, other positions within the organization. So if you look at human resources, if you look at uh, hiring talent, all those kind of... Uh, and from that, I wonder what the I really wonder what the performance appraisal uh, of situation looks for this year. And what does the KPIs look for next year? Because I think most of the organizations or most of the businesses out there have kind of struggled to uh, kind of re r- reroute their journey and kind of think where which direction are we heading? What are we doing here? What kind of teams do we require? What does reallocating resources means in terms of remote teams how what's working and mind you not all personalities will be have taken this on board some people have needed more time to adapt to this change Mm. of working from home some have taken it within their stride and have said oh this is beautiful i can be more productive i can really do a lot of things but but some of the team members are like oh i just can't work until i have a group of people or a place to go to work yes. so I can't function this way and suddenly how do you how does the organization deal how does the team culture deal with someone who's not willing to kind of open up in an uh remote locations format because they'll be like oh I didn't sign up with this I've had so many years of interaction face to face that's all I do
0: and I think it's interesting that then you can look at some people locally Mm. Here yeah, have started to go into local offices where yeah. they can interact with other people um, yeah. who they don't work with,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: but who are just other people working in the office.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of really productive and worked for them. So they're not actually going to their home base where they're actually located with their core team, but they're mm. working with people in the in a larger organization. They're working with other people who work in completely different projects and teams within the same organization. And as yeah. you said, they find that still better than working alone from home.
0: Uh, or working with not even with the same company, But you're in a space Mm. where you have multiple different companies, multiple different co-working.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely on the rise. And I think uh, more and more offices and things and there's there's talk about more larger organizations doing that and having uh, office office buildings kind of uh, refitted to fit more than. More than a couple of uh, businesses in there, where uh, people can actually co-locate and work together, and and not necessarily be booked in that office nine to five, five days a week.
0: One of the one of the most interesting things was when I back in the in the dark days of um, the nineties, when I was a smoker, is the most interesting ideas happened in the smoking room.
1: <laughs> the water cooler conversation now yeah yeah
0: yeah and it, it was interesting because you'd meet people from different parts of the business mm. who smoked and you talk about what you each did then you'd ask a question and you'd ask you know do you know about blah 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 mm. brilliant place for actually mm. and again that's i think is the essence of what needs to be captured and kept for mm. those water cooler conversations and those those uh interactions and that's what businesses need to nurture now is they need to allow their staff to do their job and they need to concentrate on the social interaction and helping their people generate ideas and concepts for them, for the business. That mm. That's where the value is going to be. And Fitch. that's going to be...
1: It just shows that there's a lot more support needed now from both angles, not just the engine room of the workforce doing all right. the work, but also the senior management pulling some weight in and trying to think about team values, culture and bringing the team together socially and generating ideas for work. For,
0: for once, all those lovely mission statements and all those lovely, <laughs> oh, "we're a, we do this, that and the other for our staff. Can they you,
1: imagine, can you imagine all those values po- posted on company walls? Nobody's there to look at them now. Oh
0: it's a delight they'll actually have to do it for a change instead of instead of instead of saying you know things like we act we care which I always used to read like we act like we care we "We act like we care um which which used to used to used to cause me to laugh like a drain but didn't amuse my manager um (laughs) <laughs> anyway, on that note, Mona, thank you very much again. Uh listeners, listening to the next exciting episode of Confused and uh, we'll be back in a week time. Take care. <laughs> Bye.